failure is a part of life. I ran across this Winston Churchill quote that was something like, success is just like how quickly you can move from failure to failure to failure without losing steam uh, or, or passion or drive. You know, I honestly found that like I'm thinking back to my student works days and, uh, you know, if there were 200 operators, you know, there's like, you know, the 50 that do really well, the hundred in the middle and the 50 that don't quite make it type thing. And, and it, and it honestly wasn't even like the top 50 or the top 20 or whatever it was. It wasn't even like that they were smarter or that they were, you know, had a, you know, were better at selling or had a better vocabulary or I, I don't know, whatever it is, make it up. They just didn't stop. Welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. My name is Chris Thompson, your host of the show and the head coach of the Student Works Management Program. This is a show dedicated to young and ambitious entrepreneurs and ultimately the leaders of tomorrow. Each week, we will bring you an inspiring interview or message to help you create the future you know you deserve. Let's get started. Hey, leaders. Thanks so much for tuning into the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. And uh, today uh, is another opportunity to sort of check back in with one of our amazing alumni. And uh, William Chiz was the Director of Asset Management and Client Services at Westcourt Capital, uh, which is, you know, just many of our alumni uh, or operators or coaches uh, dream job, you know, how do I get to be sort of a director level of a financial services company? And in this interview, uh, Will talks about the steps that he took and the progress that he made from originally when he entered the program, wanting to actually go into medicine and which is obviously a great, you know, interest, but as a result of doing what he did here, found out that business was really something that really motivated him and interested him. And since the uh, the podcast, he has become the managing director of Trainor Ridge Capital. So a huge, huge uh, growth opportunity uh, for, for Will. And again, the same thinking, the same strategies, the same mindsets that we talk about here have got him into this next role. So I know you're going to love this podcast. And you know why we're doing this is to find amazing potential operators for our business so that they can go and take the learning here to go and have incredible careers and make a real impact on the world. So thanks so much. If you know anyone, send them this podcast, uh, send them to our website, studentworks.com. Shoot me an email and connect me, Thompson at studentworks.com. Have a super fantastic day. So, Will, welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. Thank you very much. It's great to be here. Yeah, no, it's great. It's great. Uh, it's great to have you. And and um, you know, uh, it's it's one of the cool things about LinkedIn is 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 I see people progressing. And I remember, you know, over the last uh, you know decade plus, I've seen oh, oh moving over here, doing this, doing. You're that. the guy that's been stalking me that you know I can't <laughs> see because I won't subscribe to LinkedIn Premium. That was you, I guess. <laughs> that's it yeah. exactly linkedin premium <laughs> um so uh so yeah and um so let's think back before you joined student works okay you know before western you know who was will like what what yeah who 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 was will chis wow you're really taking me back now i know this is, I know. This is yeah this is a uh, trip down memory lane i mean 
you know, we've spoken about this in the past, but you know, spoiler alert, the end of this story is that student works and you didn't pay me to say this, I swear, <laughs> but student works uh, really did change, change my life, you know, for the better and put me on a whole different path. Before I went to Western, um, you know, I was in high school and I was big into math and science and uh, I was a pretty good student and uh, but didn't really know what I was going to do with my life. And, um, you know, was fortunate enough to get into a good school. Uh, it was in the science program. And, uh, you know, I had dreams of who knows, um, uh, you know, going down a very different path than I ended up going down. Uh, and I'll never forget, I was sitting in my biology 101 class or whatever it was. And it was Jamie Lee. Uh, who yeah. was my GM at the time, who I'm sure you've had on your show. Yes. Show or podcast, whatever you want to call it. And uh, she came into the class and there were 600, 700 students or whatever it is. You know, for people listening that are in school now, we used to do that back in the day before all this. <laughs> Pack 600 people into a room and, and teach them. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, she she came in and she gave the pitch for Student Works and said, you know, there's an opportunity for you to run your own business for the summer. And uh, if you're interested, um, come and speak to me after class. And that was kind of the, the beginning of um, how I met Jamie Lee, how I met you, how I got involved with Student Works that ended up sending me on a whole different uh, trajectory. Yeah, no, I, I still remember, uh, you know, sitting down um, in Cancun and sort of I, you know, one of the things about our Cancun trip is is that I live on a much different time time plan than most of our operators. Understandably, they're at the clubs, they're having a blast, and and Cancun is why I can't drink tequila anymore. Chris, by the way, I don't know if you knew that. But. <laughs> right. You just just gotta just gotta actually have the good tequila and sip it. You don't have to you don't have to drink it all in one sitting. I could have used that advice at the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, so, uh, but I remember sitting down for lunch and oh, there's Will. I'll sit down with you and and really it was it was fascinating, you know, just hearing your change of heart about you know what was inspiring you. So what what do you think was really inspiring you about seeing business as an opportunity? you know, versus, uh, you know, the medical sciences? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. Um, and, uh, you know, to be honest, um, when I first heard about the opportunity, it was pretty simple. I mean, opportunity to make a, a lot of money Yeah. Um, over the summer. And, uh, you know, as a student, it's not like that kind of opportunity comes up every day. Yeah. Um, but, but at its core, um, the opportunity to run your own business, be your own boss, and, uh, you know, take on some risk and sink or swim and, and um, develop those types of muscles uh, was very appealing. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I, I was very green and naive, um, you know, when I started. I think for that's sure. true for everybody who enters the program. For sure. Of course. And, uh, it, you know, thinking back, it's amazing how quickly the transformation happens and, and how much you learn over such a short period of time. And, you know, obviously I have to give all the credit to, um, you know, my GMs, to management team, you know, IEU and the people I worked with and the other operators that I learned from. Um, and, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was a very exciting summer, that very first summer uh, running my business. And um, like I said, I went from like my jobs previous to that, where I worked in a bakery for, for an hourly wage and it was great. And I got a lot of free food, but <laughs> um, you know, it was, it was a job. And uh, you know, previous to that, I had worked in a warehouse for the summer, you know, 40 hours a week, you know, making boxes and packing the, the stuff. 
Uh, and uh, all of a sudden, um, you know, the opportunity, it, it's all up to me. Uh, you know, you have a team, obviously, but but it's all it's all up to you whether whether you're going to make it work or not. And uh, like I said, it was fun. It was exciting. It was challenging. Um, certainly was challenging. It was a big learning curve. Um, but I found that uh, if you were willing to put in the uh, the effort, the hours, um, that what you got out of it was, um, you know, infinitely more valuable than a four year degree. Honestly, right? Yeah, <laughs> it really was. Um, so, you know, going through that experience and, uh, and seeing not only the, the, you know, I made some good money and whatever, but like how it made me feel, you know, as a person, uh, being able to accomplish these seemingly impossible tasks at, at the beginning of the summer excited me. And I, and I wanted to go down that path, I guess. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's a great, that's a great way of looking at it. And it's so true. How did it make me feel like literally we become different humans as a result of what we accomplish? Like, you know, there's, there's, there's a thing. And a lot of times people are too focused on self-esteem. Really self-regard is what we want. You know, self-regard it's, it's like, when I say something, I go and make it happen. And, 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 and so self-esteem, I just feel good about myself and yes, we want self-esteem. So don't get me wrong, but it's, it, it's so much more powerful when we can attach it to things that we're, we're doing and accomplishing. And we kind of get down to basics and can all start small steps, small steps. And then, like you said, when you get in something like this, you're seeing all sorts of other people and you're competitive. So you, you know, you keep performing, keep performing well. And I know you had, you know, two really, really great seasons with us. What do you still rely on from the program? I mean, everything, honestly. I, I mean, it, it really was, I'm only half joking when I say that it was more valuable than a four-year degree, for example. I mean, the lessons you learn, not only in running a business, but, but in life, have carried you know, with me to this day. And you know, there, are, there are more tacit, uh, I, can, I can touch and feel type things that I learned, but also just lessons about grit and determination and not giving up and all that sort of stuff. But um, I mean, I, I was telling you this story before, but um, like how I got into what I'm doing today, uh, which I'm sure we'll get to, was basically a cold call. <laughs> right. Okay, great. <laughs> which, which is, which is uh, what we did a lot of um, back in the day, literally knocking on doors. And it was winter, so it was cold. It was very cold outside, um, you know, asking for business. And uh, so the, the founder CEO of the firm that I'm at now, um, it wasn't that dissimilar. Like I, I had an opportunity to meet him, and you know because because I had had to do this before in my life, I said, "Hey, what's what's there to lose? Yeah, you know, let's go and introduce myself, say hi, tell him what I think I can do for him, and yeah. here we are. Uh, you know, and that was one of the best things I ever did. So yeah. I mean, there's there, I mean that's a specific example of how. Like working through student works and running my own business gave me the the confidence, the ability, and probably the thick skin. Um, you know, most importantly, that you know, if he says no, so what? I've been said no yes. to a thousand times already. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and the mindset, right? It's the mindset. Okay, like I'm willing to put myself at risk. Where really, again, you're seeing that it, there is no risk because I have, I don't have a relationship with Westcourt Capital right now. And then, well, if I have a conversation with them, I either will or I won't. <laughs> so I still, I, I just go back to the base 
And, and, you know, that is true. And I know, you know, it's funny, we coach people in that. And still people really are challenged by it, right? Still people are really challenged by they're afraid of people. And, and, and it's just getting used to it. And successful people aren't afraid of people. You know, like it's, you know, I, I shouldn't say, I guess some successful people are, but, but, you know, in your industry, it's certainly not right. Like, you know, because that's something you need to be able to do. And I'm sure he was impressed by it. Meaning that that was something that's necessary. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, the one thing I would add to that, cause I think you're absolutely right. But the one thing I would add is that I, I don't necessarily think it's successful. People aren't afraid of people. You know, it's the old adage that they're like fear exists in everybody. It's it's the courage to to face the fear, right? Yes. Um. So You're totally I mean, right. Right up. I can tell you. Yeah. Of course. I walk into meetings and I'm nervous and and whatever. And I'm sure the same is true for you and and for whoever you're talking about. But but it's the it's having the uh what the the conviction, the fortitude, whatever it is, to face that. And I, and and that's a big thing that student works taught me for sure. Yeah. Well, thanks for clarifying. You were completely right. Uh, fit, you know, we feel the fear. You do it anyway. You feel, you know you just you know, get yourself in that right mindset and go do it. Okay, let's go, you know, and, and, uh, and whatever happens, happens. So, so I know we only got you for two years. You ended up going to Ivy, which is wonderful. Congratulations. And, and obviously in Ivy, you know, especially if you want to go into finance, they get, they get you, they, they, they help get you great jobs. And, uh, and I know, so you ended up, uh, you know, at Scotiabank. So what was that experience like? It was a good one. Um, you know, I was sort of thrown right into the fire, um, which is a great way to learn. Um, yeah, Ivy certainly helps having it on your resume and they help get your jobs. But I graduated in 2009, uh, which uh, other than 2020 was probably the worst time to graduate, <laughs> yes. um, ever. So, uh, believe me, I'm not crying a river for anybody who's listening right no. now and has been yeah. graduated this year, but, uh, stay strong. Trust me, it'll come. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But but yes, uh, yeah. 2009, I got my first job in the industry at Scotia Capital. I was on the uh, foreign exchange trading desk, and uh, it was it was an awesome experience. It was um, you know at the highest level. Uh, it was on the spot desk, forwards desk, futures desk, swaps. Uh, learned a lot, and uh, it, it was similar. To, you know, I, I I I'm happy that I went through the experience I did at StudentWorks because it's not like you know, you join an organization like that and there's somebody holding your hand along the way, you know, telling you every step of the way, you know, good job. This is what you do. No, you just you sink or swim. Right. Um, so uh, the experience was was uh, was great. I didn't go back. And um, the biggest reason was that, um, you know, quite honestly, I had gone from the two previous summers running my own business to all of a sudden working in an organization of 40,000 people all across the world. And, uh, um, it was, it was a, it was a big change. And I think I had already learned about myself that that's not an environment I really wanted to be in. So that's where that, that's where that changed for me, but it was, it was absolutely a great experience to start. Right. And that's great. Uh, you know, to find out what I don't want. Right to find out. Okay, this doesn't work, and 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 again, that's a great uh, you know coaching for our leaders listening. Is there's really good chance there's not going to be a great onboarding uh, program. There's not going to be a 
oh, you know, here, do more of this, do more of that. Like, you know, that's really what we're about. You know, we run, you know, we're a coaching organization. That's what makes us excel at the level that we excel at. And, you know, uh, other amazing organizations, that's just not what they do, you know? So, so it's like, you, you got to figure it out and, and it may seem like criticism, uh, but it's just feedback and take it and, and, and you're lucky you got it really sometimes too. Right. Exactly. It's even, yeah. It's, you can just disappear in, in organizations like that and understandably because they're so big and you know, it's, it's, uh, so somebody ahead of you is, or that your supervisor is really looking to just get ahead themselves, right? But you know, how do they impress their boss? How do they get their results? Which you totally get. So, so what was what was next after that? Yeah. So after Scotia, <laughs> so I was in the financial industry. Uh, you know, I had my CSC and I had an interest. Uh, I was still young at that point, and I still um, uh, I had this budding interest of mine to explore sort of the, uh, you know, media side of things. Okay. Okay. Um, so I was able to get a job at, uh, BNN business news network, right. Which, um, uh, you know, at the time was kind of the perfect, um, marrying of, uh, my interest and my existing skill set, which was in the financial industry, uh, because obviously that's what they report on all day long. Um, so, uh, I, I was working a job at BNN. I was a producer there. And uh, it was fascinating working there. It was, it was actually it was a little similar to the trading desk in, in that sort of high intensity uh, environment where decisions have to be made very quickly, but obviously very different being in TV. But, uh, you know, it was, it was a fantastic experience. I, I um, got to uh, exercise a lot of um, different muscles. But again, you know, I, I was there for um, uh, almost a year, I'd say, and uh, that same big organization, uh, you know, thing that frustrated me about Scotia still existed. I actually, when I was at BNN, um, I was there uh, during the period when Bell Media actually took over uh, CTV and um, uh, and BNN's channel. So it went from a big company to a massive monster. Yeah, while I yeah. was there. Um, and like I said, it was fascinating and a, and a totally unique experience. I'll never forget, but, uh, you know, I still had my, my ears open for opportunities, um, which is another thing student works, you know, taught me and, and something everybody should always do for their whole lives. Is, is, is looking for what's next and evaluating and evaluating. How have you looked at that? Like the, you know, the space of evaluating what you're doing versus, you know, giving yourself enough time at what you're doing to really evaluate it. That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, and it's a tough one, you know, and I'm, I'm not going to pretend like I have that answer figured out. Sure. It's a, it's a really tough one. And, and I can tell you, you know, this is like, you know, we're, we're talking about something that happened 10 years ago in my early twenties. And, uh, I'm a very different person I am today than I was 10 years ago. I've matured a lot. I've learned a lot along right. the way. And uh, you know, it's tough. Like, like you obviously have to give yourself enough of a chance to, you know, come to the real adult conclusion that this isn't for you. Yeah. Um, but sometimes you just know, right. Mm -hmm. Um, but like anything in life, it's a battle. Like, you know, you can't be too impulsive because then you end up bouncing around forever. And, and right. like, I guarantee, like, here's one thing, you know, if I, if I'm going to pass something down to my younger self which is that 
you know, no job, I, I don't care what it is, is going to be the glamorous thing that you think it's going to be uh, when you first start it. So, so you have to allow yourself, no matter what it is, to, you know, at, at least do yourself the service of sticking it out to know what it's really like. And on top of that, it's on, it's on you, in my opinion. You know, even if you have a boss, even if you have mentors, it ultimately, like anything else, it's on you to make the most of whatever it is that you're doing. So wherever you are, um, you know, reach out to people, learn more, ask questions, and it'll be well received. And I think you'll, you'll figure out quicker what it is that you want to be doing if you're pushing yourself. Yeah. And it's tough to figure out what you want to be doing, right? Like it just is, right? You know, again, you obviously, you seem to be really pretty established and really, you know, doing great where you are, but it's, it's tough. It's, it's, you know, so that's one of the reasons again, uh, you know, why I want to kind of stay here a little bit and just go, you know, Hey, what, what have you found? What is it? You know, and, and, but patience, I think is important, you know, in that and understanding that, you know, when we're early on in your career, likely it's not going to be as good as later. And, and, and frankly, I guess, unless you make the right decisions then, or unless you stay well, you know, then it may also suck later, <laughs> you know, is one of the things. You're absolutely because, right. You know, cause I, cause I think it's, you know, I, my sense is, is that jobs mostly get more interesting as you get further and further control. You know, I guess they get more stressful maybe, but they get more interesting and I've got more control. I've got more opportunity. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, and, and certainly for the people on this podcast, they're listening as leaders. They want to be leaders. So how do I get through? How do I break through? And so some of it is just, is just, you know, act like the VP before you're the VP, you know, really, again, really dig in and, and try to, try to figure this out. Yep. Sure. So, so you, you ended up uh, reaching out to, to the, to, to the head of Westcourt. How did how did that go? What 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 was the process to get recruited there? Yeah, it's um, yeah, it was a cold call basically. So I was working at BNN and uh, Business News Network, and my current boss, the founder CEO of my firm, he had a show called Alternative Investing on BNN at the time, and he would come in once a week and do an hour show. And before and after, he would sit in the uh, um, like in the green room and uh, do his notes and whatever. So I, you know, I bumped into him one day, said hi, whatever. He seemed like a good guy, and I looked him up and found that we had a couple, you know, similar interests, whatever. We're golf, you know, uh, you know, he played a club in Aurora. That's my hometown, and uh, I just said, you know what, I'm, you know, I have, I have no idea what this guy really does, um, but you know, I, here I am. I'm I'm in a pretty good spot, but I'm. You know, I'm interested in getting back into uh, the financial industry, um, which is which is my real background. And uh, but more importantly, I'm also looking for something that um, is entrepreneurial. Uh, you know, small firm because I've kind of figured that out by now. So uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was just a process of me. You know, he'd come in every week on Thursday at 4 p.m. or whatever it was, and um, sitting down and saying hi. You know, you have a few minutes. Can I pick your brain? How you doing? What do you do? Whatever. And developed a little bit of a relationship with him. And uh, one day I, I worked up the courage and <laughs> basically just said to him, like, okay, like, so like, 
do I have a job now? Like, (laughs) are we we done this part? Like, (laughs) exactly, exactly. So can I start Monday? Yeah, exactly. So Monday, right? Where's the office? Uh, So um, (laughs) I joke, but that's basically how it went. And, you know, and he laughed and, uh, and, uh, you know, he's an entrepreneur himself and, and um, entrepreneurs, especially, I, I think, you know, you probably would say the same thing, react positively yes. to, to people that just assertiveness. Take a swing. Assertiveness. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, for sure. Hey, leaders. I hope you are enjoying this podcast. As we approach and surpass 300 episodes, well over 95% of the leaders that we have interviewed have been alumni of the Student Works Management Program. It has been an honor to participate in their development over the years. Starting now and only for the fall months, we will be on campus at universities and colleges in Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast, interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down the path of entrepreneurship. If you are interested in being a leader in our program or know someone who does, please go to the show notes and hit student works and get sent to a landing page to apply. There is a bold student works that you can hit to go to a landing page to apply. Thanks so much. Back to the show. One of my favorite stories, and and then you can continue yours is, is I remember, you know, giving out Halloween treats and uh, a kid across the street, can't remember his name. I can't remember the father's name either. But he came across and my wife, like while we were talking earlier, always makes my my life, you know, just overwhelmingly better, you know. And so we buy really great Halloween treats. Okay. Just or we, she, and 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 I'm part of the we. So in the in that that's that respect. And so so I guess, you know, we just throw some treats in the kids' thing. And he goes, it was Corey. Corey, Corey goes, Oh, can I have some more? You know, like, oh my God, like, you know, and and Bob, now Bob, the neighbor, no, Corey, you know, no, you can't, you can't ask for more. And, and, and you know, we're Bob, is it okay? You know, and he, and he goes, oh, okay. I go, you know, um, so Corey, uh, absolutely, you can have more. Um, and the world gives you what you ask, you know, I love absolutely. That story. Yeah. So it's just that. like, it's, it's, you know, so, so, you know, and again, Bob, are we good? Yeah, he was good. You know, and again, I got why Bob responded that way. He, he wanted to make sure his son wasn't forward or too aggressive, et cetera. But, you know, too Canadian there. No, I'm, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> I, I love that. And, and, and I mean, uh, I mean, that's an important point. Like, obviously, you know, we all have to, there is a governor somewhere, like, yes. you know, you're yes. not going to be yeah. totally rude or out of nowhere no. or whatever. But uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, what's the worst that can happen? You would have said yeah. no. Okay. He walks yeah. away with just as much candy he had before. and we we always gave the candy away at the end of the night to the fire hall so yeah so no we you know no he changed costumes and he came back later on (laughs) no he was little he was little Uh, so no no he didn't have that in him so you worked for a couple years as a senior associate what's that role in a company like west court capital corporation yeah um i mean i was a jack of all trades really and uh like I said, this is going back, um, you know, the firm was founded in 2009. I joined in 2012. Uh, I was one of four employees, I think, at the time. Wow. Okay. Um, so it was, it was very early on. 
And, uh, you know, I'll be honest, like I had no idea what the company even did when I joined. <laughs> right. Like, I'm not joking. I had this yeah. vague notion like investments. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, uh, um, you know, I knew that, uh, my boss was a winner and I wanted to be part of the team and, um, you know, ended up being a great decision. But, uh, yeah, I mean, when I joined, it was a lot of learning and it was a lot of doing everything. I mean, it, it was not unlike being an operator at StudentWorks. Like, I mean, I did everything from, you know, at that point, it's not like I was going out getting business. Um, but I did everything from help evaluate the investments, uh, you know, put together performance reports, um, all the way down to figure out what our uh, phone plan is going to be. <laughs> like, right, right. Like literally yeah. everything, you know, uh, yeah. you know, put the toner in the printer, like you do it all, right? right? Absolutely. Um, and by the way, my, my boss did the same thing too. He always set an example, right? Like you're never too big for riches. So, uh, so that's when I started as a senior associate. I was incredibly fortunate to have gotten the opportunity uh, to work at this place because, um, like I said, I came in, I was very green. And, um, you know, all of a sudden I was in meetings with some of the uh, wealthiest and most powerful people, certainly in the city uh, of Toronto, uh, if not the country. Um, you know, learning from, uh, private equity managers, hedge fund managers, um, hearing from our clients who many of which are entrepreneurs themselves and, uh, you know, have grown multi hundred billion, you know, hundred billion, hundred million dollar businesses, uh, and sold it, um, you know, and have operated and, and run a team and all of that stuff. And like I said, I was, uh, you know, very, very lucky to just be able to soak all of that up. Uh, when frankly, you know, at, at my age and stage, um, it, it, it would be very, very rare. Been there. Very yeah, rare. No. Yeah. You, and, you cer and, right. cer and certainly that's true. If I were to state an organization like, you know, I'm, there's nothing, I'm, I'm not saying anything bad about Scotia, obviously. Of course not. And they, and they yeah. just by nature of the role, like I literally would have just had to wait 30 years um, to get that kind of exposure. Right. So. Right. Yeah. No. And. It really is interesting as well for our leaders. It's like, what organization do I go to? The reality is, well, and by the way, I'm blessed. I actually joined this organization as the 10th owner operator of this business. And it blew up like in a great way. That. It grew and grew and grew and grew. And, uh, and, and I'm great friends with the co-founders. And, and this business was a rocket ship. The former senior VP of KPMG and their high net worth or high tech business, Chris Chapman called it the, uh, oh, all of a sudden I forget what I, what he called it, but just, it, it was just a rocket ship of, of, oh yeah, the dot-com before the dot-com uh, <laughs> boom. That's what he called it. I'm yeah. like, what? But, but, you know, so I was just in a wonderful situation and it grew and grew. Now, the reality is if I wasn't in a wonderful situation, I would have moved. Well, that I was just about to say, like my guess, Chris, is that like you put you put yourself in that situation. And my guess I, I is helped that, create it too. You know, because previous... I was part of, yeah, I was part of the leadership team and I was the VP and we we grew it, but but also as well, if it wasn't, then I would have looked. But it's it, there is something to again, like you said, finding that great mentor. And then, okay, let's buckle in, let's do the work and whatever it takes, we're going to do, right? Or I'm going to do, he's already doing it, obviously. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and, but, but being in the right opportunity is such a huge part of success. I completely, I completely agree. Yeah. So, so 
now you're a director asset management and client services. So, so tell our leaders, what does that do and what does that mean? Yeah, I mean, when people say, what do I do? So um, uh, I'm a director and, and registered portfolio manager at Westcourt. And the second piece is actually the, the more important piece, which is that uh, like my, my primary role is to manage assets, uh, sometimes on a discretionary basis on behalf of our ultra high net worth clients. Um, so, uh, you know, let me translate that into English a little bit, Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is that, uh, you know, Westcourt capital at its core is an investment advisory business to ultra high net worth individuals and families specializing in the alternative investment industry, uh, meaning everything that's not stocks and bonds, private equity, hedge funds, private debt, managed futures, you know, real estate, mortgages, whatever, a whole bunch of different stuff. Um, and people come to us for our specific expertise. Uh, and, and they say, basically, hey, Will, um, you know, I've, I've got my stocks and my bonds covered, but what else is out there that you think is good and I should invest in? So, you know, my role now is still sort of multifunction, but uh, I'd say there's three main um, uh, pillars, I guess. Uh, one is now I, I am um, partly responsible for business development, I say, going out and finding business and, and curating business with our existing clients and getting referrals and all that sort of stuff. And, uh, you know, selling is something that, uh, you, I mean, you just have to do to learn, in my opinion. Um, and that's a big part of what you do. Or did at, at student works. Um, you know, the second part would be obviously managing the existing relationships that we have. Um, but then the other pieces are on the investment side. So, uh, you know, I'm part of the investment committee at the firm and we are responsible for evaluating uh, the different types of investments that come across our plate every single day and saying, uh, is this good enough to make it into our clients' portfolios? Like, do I think this is something that I could look my uh, investors in the eyes and, and recommend? Um, and then, you know, the last piece is obviously working on an ongoing basis to help manage uh, my clients' uh, investment portfolios from a risk and return perspective. Because obviously, the world is not a, a static place, as, as we've seen, and, and things can change very, very quickly. So like any business, you know, if we take our eye off the ball for a second, um, you know, that can be a big problem. So it's an, it's an ongoing, ongoing challenge. Okay. Okay. No, I think that's well explained. So just for our leaders, why is a ultra high net worth people, you know, why, why are they interested in somebody like Westcourt? So they've got their, they've got their market, you know, uh, stocks and bonds. I guess they've probably got their personal real estate. What does this give them? And I know, I know, but what, what does this give them? <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, Chris, you're like, I'm asking for a friend of mine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, but <laughs> well, I'm, I'm asking for our leaders. Yeah, yeah. So they, they get it. So, um, I mean, that's a good question. And uh, again, I'm trying to put this into English. I mean, fundamentally, the world of alternative investments, meaning not stocks and bonds, you know, the traditional type stuff that everybody knows about and everybody kind of has access to already. Um, the world of alternative investments is simultaneously um, both can be both an incredible and powerful addition to your portfolio from a diversification perspective, from a return enhancement perspective, from a risk reduction perspective, but they are also very sometimes um, difficult to understand 
And even the types of investments that are, you know, are understandable, it's a tremendous amount of work to still determine, um, you know, is it a good, is it a good investment? I mean, due diligence, which I think everybody would, would, would be familiar with what that term is, is at its core, what we do all day long. Um, you know, this is uh, a private debt fund that has come to us and they want to raise money from our clients. Okay. Well, we're going to spend a year going through your books, uh, doing reference checks, um, you know, uh, finding out your, um, operating history, um, understanding the complex, the, the complexities of how the strategy is actually run, um, determining whether that's an appropriate, uh, return to be getting for the level of risk you're taking. Are there better opportunities elsewhere? Um, so it's, it's a, our, our investors understand the power that the alternative investment universe can, can bring to their own investment portfolios. But frankly, it's, I mean, we have a, we have a staff of over 30 and, and uh, you know, we have 14 investment professionals with CFAs and CAs and MBAs and all that sort of stuff. And, uh, and we're still swamped every single day. Like it's a lot of work. So, um, you know, they come to us uh, and, and rely on us for our advice. And thankfully, you know, I'm knocking on wood right now. <laughs> Um, doing a good job. Yeah, you know, we've done, we've done a great job. And, you know, I, I think that everybody is, is, you know, you turn on CNBC or BNN or whatever it is, and, and everybody's pretty familiar with what happened back in March and, and April. The stock market can, can collapse by 30, 40% on, on a moment's notice. Thankfully, much of what we do uh, was relatively unaffected. And if you didn't turn the TV on and you just looked at your investment portfolio statement from Westcore Capital, I mean, you wouldn't even know that, that anything was going on in the world. Um, so that, I mean, that's why we exist. Yeah, no. And I get, I get that. And it's, it's pretty, it's pretty powerful. And, and again, for our leaders, there's a, there's a whole group of businesses out there, organizations out there who can't go to the regular stock market. They're not big enough or it's different, or they want to do something again, alternative, right. And, and to be able to, uh, find, uh, again, capital, um, every, every, sorry, businesses need capital. That's, that's, that's how this, that's how this works to get good returns. So no, that's, that's awesome. And so, uh, so, so what about, you know, one of the things we always love to talk about or not love to talk about, but we know is part of it is, is, you know, setbacks, mistakes, errors. Like, how do you look at that? You know, how did you learn from those? How much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, listen, failure uh, is a part of life. Um, and it's funny, like, Chris, I, I was literally having this exact same conversation uh, with a really good friend of mine um, the other day. He's going through a tough time, actually, and um, you know, gave him the whole pump up speech. And, and, right. uh, and, and part of it was it really is, you know, failure is a part of life. And um, I ran across this Winston Churchill quote, actually, that came up. Um, and he's got, he's got a million of these uh, specifically about failure, but it was something like, you know, success is just like how quickly you can move from failure to failure to failure without losing steam uh, or, or passion or drive. And I saw that like literally the other day and, and it really resonated with me because, um, you know, there, there, were, there have been plenty of setbacks along the way in, in my career so far. Uh, and I have a long career ahead of me and I assume there will be plenty more. But, uh, you know, there were interviews I went on that I, that I didn't get. Um, there were um, clients that I, uh, or prospects that I thought, it, you know, I was, was going to get over the goal line that ended up not wanting to work with me. Um, you know, various challenges personally and professionally. 
but all I can say, and, and this is part of, of um, you know, the, the grit that I think student works just forces you to go through, <laughs> Yeah, which, which is that like you, you have to realize that like you just have to accept the inevitability of failure, that it's a part of life and, and that you're going to survive. And, you know, if, if you continue and move on, like there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, and, and, you know, I honestly found that like, I'm thinking back to my student works days and, uh, you know, if there were 200 operators, um, I'm making that up, something that was something out of my ear or whatever it was, you know, there's like, you know, the 50 that do really well, the hundred in the middle and the 50 that don't quite make it type thing. And, and it, and it honestly wasn't even like the top 50 or the top 20 or whatever it was. It wasn't even like that they were smarter or that they were, you know, had a, you know, were better at selling or had a better vocabulary or I, I don't know, whatever it is, make it up. They just didn't stop. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Commitment, focus, willingness. Those, those are the things that really matter in, in, in life. And, and, uh, you know, and, 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 and again, it's, it's, I think you're so accurate around the setbacks that we have and, you know, fail forward and just, just, okay. You know, you're just not going to get through this world and live a big life without having lots of bruises, gashes, <laughs> and that's okay. Like, and, and it's, and it's, and it's not something that people share, understandably, because it's not something you put on your LinkedIn can't, you know, uh, profile, but it's there. And, and it, it really is important to have. Like one of the things I think is really important, Will, is like you have with the friend that you're talking about, you've got relationships with people you can share when things aren't going well. Okay, because then, it, then it, you don't feel like you're, you're living in a glass house or that, that I... Oh, you know, I'm so brittle. No, no, no. I'm hearing that other people are really struggling too. I find that very, very helpful in my career, knowing lots of friends who you wouldn't know, but they're really, really struggling again, emotionally or financially or whatever. And uh, they're keeping a stiff upper lip in the real world uh, because they have to, because they got to keep their teams together. They got to keep their clients on board. And they're really struggling. And then all of a sudden, you know, a few years later, because they're really winners, they're not anymore. And everyone thinks, oh, aren't they lucky? Yeah. yeah <laughs> As if. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, not luck. Hard work, perseverance, commitment. Absolutely. So. Um, so as you went from being, you know, sort of that university student to a, a real value creator in the full-time world, what did you need to change about yourself, Will? Value creator. Can I add that to like my title? Value. <laughs> Absolutely. <Yeah. laughs> Head coach, value creator. I love that. I love that. It's a good word. What did I, so I forgot the question. What did I have to change? <laughs> so what did you have to change what about I, yourself? Yeah. Um, yeah, you're really putting me on the spot here. I mean, that's another tough one. It, it, like certainly not nothing. That's for sure. Um, I think the, the, the biggest thing you have to remember um, again, just as a human being is, is like, you have to be malleable and be willing to accept change and accept failure and accept yourself in order to change for the, otherwise you're, you're never going to grow. And you know, the same mistakes are going to keep being themselves. Um, you know, what did I have to change? You know, I, I, I can save one thing. Um, and I think this, this kind of happens to everybody is, as, as uh, they get older you know, willing to, to drop a little bit of the ego, maybe, um, you know, willingness to 
really accept your weaknesses, um, you know, and not those BS, you know, when they ask you in a job interview, like, what are your three weaknesses? Like, I mean, your real weaknesses, like, you know, everybody has them figuring out what they are and, and truly accepting them. Um, and, uh, and you know, that, I think that's a lifelong thing that everybody has to go through. And, uh, you know, when you can do that and, you know, really understand what it is that, that makes you tick and, and, and makes you thrive or, or makes you the opposite. Um, the sooner you can figure out that sort of stuff, the, the quicker you can kind of shed whatever it is that's holding you back and, and, and move forward. Um, I, 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 this is not overly specific, but no, I think, no, I think that's, no, I think that's great. I, I think, I think, you know, again, the, the, you know, one of the things is for all of us, the better we get to know us. Okay. You know, and again, we've talked about some courses and things like that. And people can reach out to me about, about processes people can do the better we can, again, like you said, understanding what's really shiny here. What are my gifts to the world? Let's just keep doing those, right? What are things that I, I I'm not very good at? What what am I weak? What what am I again humbly able to give up? And then can I get resources there? Some things maybe I'm just going to need to to do what I want to do. Maybe some things I'm just going to need to become that, okay, and just really own that, and and maybe need extra help with it, or you know whatever it is. But but and and when I was you know certainly when I was even when I was your age, I think I was pretty frightened to get into that, mm. you know, and now it's, it's really, really great. Like there's no question that the world has really made some progress in that area. People are looking inside a whole lot more. Mm. We're, we're, we're much more evolved, I think as a, as a world. And, and again, lots of challenges out there, lots of things we got to work on. Well, I can tell you one, I mean, one just kind of hit me like specifically that I had to shed was um, like, a, like, like, I mean, fear, fear, insecurity, and I, and I can make this specific about like what I do, uh, you know, fear of going into a meeting with a prospective client and not sounding smart okay, or having them think, you know, that I didn't know what I was talking about um, okay. or that I was going to say something stupid or whatever. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. And I, and I actually think that's, I suspect it's fairly common among all of us. Um, sure. But, but I was fortunate enough to have people that I looked up to, you know, in the business and clients and whatever. And I, and I learned along the way that some of the people that were the most successful and uh, that I respected the most, they, it's not like they knew everything. Yeah. They just, they, they weren't afraid at all to say, like, I don't know, you know, over and over and over again, I'd see them in meetings and just straight up say, like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, come again. What? <laughs> and I. And it's like, oh wow! Like you can you can say that, and you can do that. Yeah, that still that person is still respected, and and they're yeah. still doing fine. Um, that that was a big thing. That was a big thing for me. Big thing. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I just don't know, and I think that's really clear because also as well, you know, when people, you know, oh, what should we do next? I don't know. You know, hey, we'll need the team. We'll need to process. I, you know, I'm not. I'm not sure. I don't know that answer. You know, so it's 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 really great when we can really get that, um, be okay. You know, that humble space for sure. Um, for me, I know, um, you know, again, I think it's a being gentle with yourself. Like, you know, I know a lot of times I'll, 
oh, how did I do? Did I do that right? Did I, you know, there's always that going on for me, that chitter chatter and just kind of resting that Chris, it's okay. You know? Yeah. You got to you give know, yourself you a break. Your best. You got to give yourself yeah. a break. Sometimes. Yeah. Like, like everyone's, everyone's got that. And, I, and again, I, I really appreciate you bring that up. Will just because for our leaders listening, it's like, yeah, Will's doing it. Will's crushing it in the real world. Chris has it. He's crushing it, you know, and we're still, you know, and again, at different points at the end of you know, something go, oh, did I, did I, that was that email, right? Or did, <laughs> oh, yeah. how did I, did I handle that conversation? Right. You know, and, and it's just like, oh God, lay off Chris. You know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Just like, wow, just lay off. Yeah. But, but yeah. What, what key habits would want, would someone want to steal from you? Cause I'm such a believer in habits. Mm. From me or just habits? Yeah, I think from you. Have. From you. <laughs> no, not, not, not just you should have this. I don't have any of them, but you should have this. <laughs> yeah, that's. Um, I'm doing a lot of soul searching today, Chris. I can tell. I can yeah, tell. I can tell you haven't listened to, to my, all that many of the pods, by the way, because these are standards. Okay? So it. So you <laughs> sent me the email. So Will's, Will's showing up. Will's showing yeah. up. Oops. Didn't do his homework. You sent me the email of, yeah, what to expect. I sent you a list. But I thought in true entrepreneurial flash fashion, I just fly off. You'll just, my you'll just wing it. You'll yeah, just wing just, it. Just wing instead, it. instead, for any customers who are listening, he was studying up and doing analysis. Right. So, yeah. That's right. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, what, what would people want to borrow? I mean, you obviously have, have a work ethic, um, uh, first and foremost. Patience. Uh, you need to have patience and, and I'm not saying that, you know, I'm, I'm learning patience now, to be honest, you know, uh, learning it over the past few years. Um, cause we all want to be, you know, 10 years ahead of, you know, where we are now tomorrow type thing, but life is a marathon, not a race, uh, you know, um, or not a sprint, I should say. So you know, patience, um, uh, yeah, I mean, grit is, is something that's, I think almost at the top of the list. Um, like I said, I mean, I, I've, I've, I'm, I've, I'm being very honest with you that, you know, I've, I've had many setbacks in my, uh, in my career, uh, you know, in school before I even started my career, things didn't go my way and it would, it, it could have been very easy many, 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 many times to, to just, you know, not give up, but, but to not push forward, um, as hard as I have. And uh, again, you know, there's that, there's another famous quote, I don't know who it is or whatever, but it's like, life is defined by how many, it's not, it's not how many fights you win, but how many times you pick yourself up off the mat, right? Um, so, you know, that's, uh, I think that's a, that's a big one. And, uh, you know, yeah, now, you know, now that we're, uh, that we got on that top, you know, it, it's, it's a willingness to be, you know, honest with yourself, accept your strengths accept your weaknesses um and i think once you once you can and i'm seeing it at this stage in my career myself and, and my friends and my colleagues and whatever who are going who are growing and and you can see it um you know once you can get to to a place where you you are a little more honest with yourself and you're a little easier on yourself maybe it's like this weight gets list, lifted off your shoulders um and you know it makes everything better <laughs> yeah you're more <laughs> exactly. confident, yeah. you know, your relationships are better. Yeah. Um, so that, that's a big one too. Yeah. Yeah. Not being so hard on ourselves. Cause that's one thing that our, our leaders, you know, are, you know, very common in our organization, just how, how driven people are. And that a lot of times comes with a negativity driven 
hard on herself. So really, and again, I think that was something I worked on in my career over time, over time, got easier and easier. And I love this patience. You know, that's not something I'm very, uh, that's a something I've just so struggled with, you know, patience and, and being rash and decision-making. And obviously for what you do, so incredibly important, you know, how many investments you look at to find the one, this is it, let's load up on this stuff, you know, and, and that's such a, such a critical success factor in your industry, of course. So, so final question, when you think of a leader of tomorrow, what comes to mind, Will? When I think of a leader of tomorrow, what comes to mind? So in what context, like what, what kind of Skills do they it have? Could be, it of- could, yeah, yeah, it could be anything. You know, what mindsets they have, uh, you know, what do we need? Like, I, I love open-ended questions because people take it all over the place. Yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's a good question. I mean, I think it's a combination of, you know, qualities, many of which we've talked about over the last hour, um, that I think stand the test of time that are you know, sort of like truisms, like, you know, things that will always be true, um, that would that define what it is to be a great leader. Um, you know, uh, a lot of the things we've already spoken about, but, you know, leader, you know, I'm, I'm thinking specifically now where we are today and thinking ahead to tomorrow. Um, you know, we're going to have to have, in my opinion, a lot more people who are willing to have the courage courage to stand up for, you know, what they believe in, um, speak truthfully, um, speak honestly, and, you know, not be afraid of, you know, any sort of, uh, negative, um, you know, commentary that might come back to them. And I mean, I mean, that's also sort of, in my opinion, something that would define a leader you know, a thousand years ago versus today also is somebody that has the courage to stand up and speak, you know, whatever it is that they find to be truthful. And, you know, I hope that uh, we don't lose any of that. And I think that that's, I I think people respond very well to people who, um, you know, are honest and and courageous and, and, um, and, and speak truth. And I think, you know, we need, we need a lot more of that, I think. Yeah, we certainly do. Really, really challenging times. And, and, uh, and there's, there's, I think there's really lots to be optimistic about and there's lots to be frightened about, you know, as fires tear across California and, and Oregon and, and, uh, you know, the, uh, the, uh, um, quality issues that we have in the nation and North America and the world. And, and, uh, yeah, just, just, it's, it's, it really is, um, remarkable times you know, remarkable times. And, and uh, so, so we need people to stand up and be honest and talk about it. And it certainly looks to me like that's what's happening more and more and more, you know, but, but yeah. So, so Will, I thank you for your honesty and your authenticity and vulnerability here in this conversation. Um, I, w- I won't thank you for your pre-work. Um. <laughs> <laughs> fair. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I do I also thank you for your good sense of humor. Uh, this has been very enjoyable and uh, continued success. And uh, I know we'll stay in touch. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. Thank you very much. Okay, you betcha. Talk to you soon. Hey, leaders! I hope you enjoyed this episode. By now, 
you are aware that we work with ambitious students every single year to not only help them run their first successful business, but to further their development as a leader and give them an unfair advantage in the future over their counterparts. It's why starting now and only for the next few weeks, we'll be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down their path of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. And I can't wait to see you on the other side.